Welcome back to the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast here on DK Sports Radio. I'm Chris Carter here with Dale Lolly talking football, talking Steelers. Now, Dale, we have there's always an interesting discussion that happens anywhere on the Internet when we talk about what the Steelers need to do in this offseason. Everyone agrees, Dale. The Steelers have to address the run game. It's a priority. Everyone, you know, the, the Rooney said it. You know, it's, it's pretty clear that Colbert's going to go that way. I mean, we, we're, we're looking at what the priorities are. But every time we start this discussion, Dale, there's the, well, we don't need a running back. We need an offensive line. Well, we can't get, an, if we don't get a running back, an offensive line doesn't matter. And I, I see this pull and tug and pull and tug of back and forth of which way they need to go. But it's clear that when they're talking about addressing the run game, they're talking about addressing both position groups. And I don't think people understand that you can do that in one off season. Absolutely. Uh, and running back to me is the easiest fix yes. because you just get a guy get a guy, and you give him the football mm-hmm. and quite for uh, the people who are saying, well, they need to fix the, the offensive line before they do anything with the running game. Okay. So let's say that they, they make their first, uh, their first two or three picks. In this year's draft, or the first two, we'll just say the first two, mm-hmm. uh, the, the first and second round picks are a, 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 an offensive tackle and a center. Mm-hmm. First of all, are both of those guys going to start for you this year? Right. There's a possibility that that might not be the case. Secondly, who are you getting in? Who you, they've gone this route. Yeah. The Steelers have gone the route of taking mid round running backs and, and hoping that they hit. And they've had a little bad luck there. Yes, they James Conner, you could say, was a hit. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what you think of I, you know, I he's he was he was a he was a third round compensatory pick, but he's the highest draft pick that they've used on a running back. Yep. They've taken one in each of the last four years, but they've been fourth and fifth round picks because Connor was essentially a fourth round pick right. as a third round compensatory pick. You've got to, if you want to address that position. I'm not saying you have to take one in the first round, but you better take one in the first two rounds. And this year, the problem is to me that there are only really three guys there that I look at that are worthy of being selected that high. And I don't even like Travis ATN that much. Right. So, I mean, I've got Javante Williams as my number two back in this draft. And so, you know, if you don't take him at 20, if you don't take one of those backs at 24, you might not get a chance to get one at 55. So to me, if if you take the, you know, you take the running back in the first round, I don't care what the, what the analytics and all that stuff say. If there are only a couple of guys or two or three guys that you really think can step in and help your team right now. Yes. There are guys that you could take later in the draft that, well, they may be part of the solution, but here's the problem. The other backs on your roster Quite frankly, stink. Yeah. Benny, if you don't get a premium running back to add to this room, you're looking at, uh, you tell me you're going to go into next season with Benny Snell yeah. as your starting running back. I don't care if you have five blocks of granite blocking for Benny Snell, he's still <laughs> going to be Benny Snell. He's not getting any faster. He's not hitting holes any better. He is what he is. So to me, I, I think. You know, this is not a chicken or the egg thing. You can fix both. And to me, you know, there are there are 12 to 14 offensive tackles in this draft that can help you, mm-hmm. that, can, that can be potential starters for you down there. And it may be more than that. There may be some later round guys who are diamonds in the rough. Um, I, I think there's at least, you know, four centers who potentially could help you. Now, that doesn't mean they all start in year one. Right. But you're at least addressing the positions. 
Um, to me, I think the, 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 the you know, the, be- the best thing for the Steelers to do sign a center. Mm-hmm. Who's your bridge. What the Steelers always do, Chris, in every year in free agency, when they, before they get into the draft, they typically have, if they had to line up and play a game the day before the draft, they could, they could field 11 guys on offense and 11 guys on defense who are NFL capable players who are in, who have NFL starting experience, whether it be with them or somebody else to, to play that game. Now they don't have to do that, but that also takes t- positions off the table. Well, we don't have to draft a center. We don't have to draft a tackle because you got NFL capable players in those spots. Now, maybe you, maybe you draft somebody who is better than that player and that's fine. You're allowed to do that too. But the idea that they can't do both, they can't address the running game or the running back position and the offensive line in the same, at the same time, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. It's that's the whole thing here is that it is very possible to get address both needs and, and, and adequately and, you know, do it. Not, not, not at a random stab. It's like you said, if they take another mid to late round stab at the running back position, the pro it's great to do that. It is fine to do that when you have a primary running back, like when they had Le'Veon Bell and they drafted James Conner there, it made a whole lot of sense. Cause you're saying, Hey, if James Conner works out great, if he doesn't, then he was just a number two back for, for, for a little while, you know, it turned out he needed to be your number one because Le'Veon Bell disappeared. Uh, but you know, but but when you look at the running back position, like you said, they've tried to do that. Even while James Conner was there, they went and got they said, "Hey, Jalen Samuels, he's a he's you know he's a Swiss Army knife in college. Maybe we can make him work." It didn't happen. All right, let's try Betty Snell. He's a power back. Maybe we can work him with Conner, and they can be a power. That didn't work. All right, let's try the speed guy, Anthony McFarland. Granted, he's a rookie, and maybe he gets better over the next couple of years. But it's obvious that he's not the dude in year one. And what the Steelers need, and what often you could tell a running back is when a guy comes in and he's dominant in year one and he impresses you you can tell and the Steelers have done that in other generations I mean you look at Willie Parker he was an undrafted guy came in and he worked out because they had other guys in front of him. they're like hey they're gonna run the office oh wait a minute this guy's really fast and he's starting to learn then he became Willie Park fast Willie Parker who almost led the league and leading rushing in 2006 um you know but it was because they 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 brought him onto the team and he earned his spot when they had Jerome Bettis when they had other guys in front of him who you could say we trust that guy with the rock in their hand they don't trust Benny Snell. If they did, he would have taken the starting spot off of James Conner by now. Yeah, and he is what he is. I mean, James Conner, you know, for the people who, said, who want to say that they couldn't run the football last year, um, James Conner averaged 4.3 yards a carry. Yep. That's not great, but it's at least NFL average. Uh, the rest of the guys on the, on the, on the roster, the guys that, that are people are seemingly willing to turn this over to, all average three point four yards a carry or less. I'm not sorry, yet. that's not that. Jalen Samuels would not be on my team in 2021. I agree. He does nothing for you for you in that in that in that role. Um, Benny Snell would not be guaranteed a spot, although he can at least play special teams. Samuels plays special teams, but you don't need two running backs to play special teams. Right. The primary job should be being a running back, mm-hmm. and Jalen Samuels is not that. Benny Snell can at least you know get you into and out of a game. Um, I don't believe that he's a starting quality running back or starting caliber running back. I don't know what Anthony McFarland is at this point, other than a gadget player. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's not, he's not never going to be a starter because of his size. Uh, you're never going to trust him in pass protection. So go get a guy this year who can do that, uh, who can be your, your number one guy. That's what they did with Le'Veon Bell. Mm-hmm. 
you know, when they, when they drafted Le'Veon Bell in the second round, uh, I believe with pick 49, if memory serves right. So, you, you know, your second round pick this year is at pick 55. So you're in that same range. Get that guy and give him the football. And, and you know, this idea that, oh, you know, Mike Tomlin doesn't use his other backs. Well, he, I, I did a story on that two years ago. Mm-hmm. Mike Tomlin has had a capable second back. He's used him. Yep. But when he had when he had Le'Veon Bell, Le'Veon Bell was his own third down back. Le'Veon yeah. Bell was his own short yardage back. They didn't need anybody else. So right. you know, but they still had you know they still had D'Angelo Williams there. They still you can do both. You can draft a guy and get a veteran running back and improve your running game exponentially. And, and doing so balances out the rest of the offense like because when you do that you take the pressure off of Ben Roethlisberger when third and one I don't need to come out here and figure out a complicated short passing game that will get that will while the other team is expecting that when you come out and they say hey we got to stop like like for example when the Steelers know they got to stop Derrick Henry or Nick Chubb on a, on a third and one they know that we have to key on him at some point and make sure that you know if he gets the ball there's a body on him as soon as possible and that we are addressing those gaps and yes we have to be aware for the past two but that that's part of the factor. But when the Steelers are coming out in third and fourth and one, and a big, big, big reason why they stunk this year at, at doing it is because nobody was scared of their run game in those situations, whether it was the offensive line or the running back when they got to the hole. And that allowed the team to say, okay, we've, we, we're not scared of that. We just got to watch out for the quick slant, for the screen, for you know the different creative little options that the Steelers have to try and open up someone in a short distance so Ben can find them really quickly. And it's it's much better. It, it, those are much more effective when a defense can ha- can't focus on that. They have to focus on, you know, inside the box, which gaps are, you know, where, where could Le'Veon Bell go? Cause that's what was happening. And then when you're doing that, then th- you're putting these cornerbacks on islands where they have to play guessing games and you get a mismatch or even just a misstep that opens up for an easy completion for, for a yard. But that's where having a dominant presence in the backfield comes and, and yes the Dale it's funny whenever we say this Dale people are like what about the offensive line we know we're saying that they have to address that as well but ignoring running back altogether is a foolish mistake yeah if they didn't if they don't add to that running back room with a quality player or even two the Steelers have the worst running back room in the league yep Easily. period they have the lowest paid running back league in, uh, room in the league they, they already had that the last two years Now you're making it the worst running back room in the league. That has to be improved. Absolutely. We're not done talking about this. We're going to come back and we're going to continue talking about the importance of the running back room and where it goes from here. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline.
back here on the Lolly Carter Steelers show on DK Sports Radio. I'm Chris Carter. He's Dale Lolly. We're talking about the running back position. And Dale, like you said, there's the analytics that everyone says, you don't draft a running back in the first round. And, you know, you don't do this and you don't do that. And running backs don't win the Super Bowls anymore. And and sure, you can point to, you know, the the Chiefs. And even though they used they needed a running back to win their Super Bowl because he played very well in that game. But he wasn't a first round draft pick or anything like that. But oftentimes I, I look back when you think about a lot of those teams, it's because they often the teams that didn't need a running back it's because they had a high powered offense in different ways. You know, with the chiefs, they have Patrick Mahomes. It, if, if any, if every offense had Patrick Mahomes, yes, you wouldn't need a running back, but the Steelers aren't in a position where they have Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers in their primes. Like they are in a position where Ben is older and yes, he could still play and he could still throw, but you need a balanced offense. You need another guy who could come on the field and make plays. It was why Le'Veon Bell was such a huge addition to the Steelers when he came. And it's also why I think the last time this team won playoff games was when Le'Veon Bell was toting the rock for them. Yeah, it's easy to say because of the analytics point that way that, well, running games don't matter. They right. don't matter until you can't do it. Mm-hmm. And look, I was on that, you know, I, I think, you know, you can win that way. And, and I'm not saying you have to go out and run the ball. Uh, you know, I, I also don't agree with the people. You need to line up with a fullback and, and no, pound, no, I, no, that's not today's NFL. I'm sorry. You can run the ball effectively out of the shotgun. You can run the ball out of, out of a, a pistol position. You can do things. You don't have to be under center, but you do have to have a threat at running back. The offensive line's job is to block their five guys. Yep. It's the job of the running back to make somebody miss the mm-hmm. the one guy who's unaccounted for miss. And if your backs can't do that, you're not going to run the football well. Period. Agreed. It's it's as simple as that sometimes. And again, when you look at some of the teams, because another complaint that I hear is that you know you know how many t- t- teams have won with a dominant ground game or a dominant you know a, a top rated rusher leading the way for them. You know how many teams have won the Super Bowl with that? And you know you think back like well, Marshawn Lynch, and you know to to the effect if they had just handed the ball to Marshawn Lynch, maybe the Seahawks win their 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 second Super Bowl in, in, in you know in that era. Uh, but it, to me, it's it's also like it it ignores it's like okay if we're going that route then. From 2009 to now, why would you draft a first-round quarterback, you know, who's who's not named Patrick Mahomes? Because he's the only first-round quarterback who's been drafted since 2009 who's won us, who's who's led a team to winning Super Bowl. And if, if those are your analytics, then maybe you should maybe you shouldn't take quarterbacks in the first round anymore. That's dumb. You, you can know. find you can find little little stats to point exactly. out whatever your argument wants to be. It's the same thing. That, that when people say, well, the Steelers have only won three playoff games since 2011. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, they've won three playoff games in the last five years. Right. You know, how, but, you how are you picking your, you know, whether, you know, how are you picking your, the Steelers didn't win any playoff games before 1972. Right. I could pick, I could pick and choose whatever numbers you want to pull, throw out there to, 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 to you know, make your argument. But to me, you know, it, it's, it's, it's nice. It's easy to say, well, you don't need running backs unless you don't have one. If you don't have one, then then yeah, okay. Throw you're going to throw the football around. Well, guess you know what did the, what did the Saints do for Drew Brees mm-hmm. at the end of his career? They went out and they got him a star running back, and and they had not just one. They didn't. They haven't had just Kamara. They had Kamara and Ingram, yep. and they had Kamara and uh, um, the, uh, the other guy. I can't think of his name right now, but uh, the dude they got from was it the Cowboys? Minnesota. 
from Minnesota. Uh, yeah. I can't remember his name either. Anyways, but I, they've, know, but I know who you're talking about. They always have two yeah. because you want you want to make things easier on your veteran quarterback, and you do that by by you know you don't even I don't care, even care you know the, the the if you look at it the Tampa Bay Buccaneers ran the ball less than the Steelers did this year, mm-hmm. but what they did do was throw the ball to their backs. Yeah, you know, out of the backfield and do things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the analytics, if you want to get back to the analytics, analytics will tell you the best play on first down in football is throwing a short pass to your backs mm-hmm. because it's going to get five yards every time. That's the same as a five yard run. Yeah. Running backs are weapons, not mm-hmm. just runners. And having having guys who can be that versatile builds so much not just as a pass protector but as the guy who could come out in the backfield and you can motion him to the slot and then move them all around that to me that was another thing that made Le'Veon Bell such a huge piece for the Steelers was that when he lined up in the backfield when he motioned out into the slot everyone the defenses they were like okay it's we, a tell it's right, a tell right is he getting yeah are they just matching a corner up on him because if you're doing that then you're in zone Yes. Are you moving a linebacker out there on them? Okay, now they're in man. Right. You don't, you know, when you do things like that, people talk about the pre-snap motion. Mm-hmm. There are other things that you can do there to set up those kind of things. You know, if you if you have your tight end, uh, you know, he's he's detached out of he's in he's in the slot or he's out mm-hmm. wide. Who's out there covering him? Is it a cornerback? Okay, you're in zone. If 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 a linebacker's out there with him, okay, you're in man. I don't need to I don't need to motion a bunch of guys around to figure that out. I just saw it based on what you were doing. Same thing with the running back. I come out of the, we break the huddle and the running back goes out and he's in, he's in the slot and I look over there and there's a linebacker on him. Okay. They're in they're you know, they're in man to man right now. And I, I motion him back into the backfield. Okay. Yeah. The, the linebacker goes there with him. We just did the same thing. We just found out the same information mm-hmm. that we would have found out if I would have motioned a wide receiver across the formation. Exactly. And, and, and again, if that's, if that's many snow motioning out there, they're not giving it. They're not caring. They're like, okay, whatever. Oh, right. No, you don't even, you may not put anybody out there. Exactly. You might just leave, leave, <laughs> let them, like, okay, you motion them out there, guys. Yeah. We, we believe you. <laughs> um, but, but, but that's where I go. Whereas if you get that dynamic back, if you get that Javante Williams, that Najee Harris, even a Travis Etienne in that situation, because that's where he would be most valuable right. is yeah. the guy that you motion around. Yeah, but uh, I'm with you. He's not the, 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 the guy that you want protecting. He's you know, a, he's a 200. He's, he's, he's more Alvin Kamara. Right. Just not as good. But he's a he's a guy you're going to give the ball to uh, as a runner two hundred times, and you're going to throw it to him another fifty, and, and that's the play. You know he's not a full time starter to me. Where I look at those other two guys, and they are every down backs. Mm-hmm. They're big. They're strong. They both pass protect well. They do everything that you want your starting running back to do. But there's only two of them in this draft. Right, and it's why it's why we're putting such an emphasis on them in this in this season. I I I just I keep looking at what the Steelers could be if they, if they get a, if they get a guy like that. And, and I said, I said this years ago when, when even before Le'Veon Bell started holding out, I, I was saying they need to find a way to keep a guy like this on the roster. If it's not Le'Veon Bell, they need to go and quickly get a replacement who can be a dominant back because what he did for Ben Roethlisberger was so crucial. I mean, how many times, I mean, that chargers game where Ben didn't even play and they were just like, you know what? We're just going wildcat and Le'Veon Bell's going to get those yards. That's the kind of dependency that you need. The Chiefs playoff game, when Ben was just not in a groove, he couldn't get anything going. They didn't they, they didn't score a single touchdown that 
night. Kansas City was not worried about his arm, but they had to be worried about Le'Veon Bell because he had over 200 yards and he set up Chris Boswell for the night where he made the most field goals in a, in a playoff game in NFL history. And, you know, I, you need a presence like that when you don't have the super dominant quarterback. And Ben just ain't that. And that's what we're saying is that, yes, every time we're talking about running back, we know they need to address the offensive line. We're saying they probably will, maybe even with the first first round of the first pick of the draft, maybe with the second pick, second round pick of the draft. Maybe they they, they add some guy, they added some guy in, in free agency to help protect them there. But ignoring running back just because you know the, the, there's the people that the pffs of the world are like yeah running backs don't matter anymore you can just let it go tell, tell that to the browns who needed their running take take nick chubb and, and cream off that team there you know put in give them james connor and benny snell you think they beat the steelers in the playoffs this year you think they make the playoffs this year no they don't and the same thing goes for the Titans. Do you think they, they go anywhere without Derrick Henry this year? No, they don't. And are they the best team in the NFL? No, they got plenty of weaknesses in other places. But the running back there is still an asset and is still something that they can build on. And if they could hit in the other areas, if Cleveland had hit on some of their safety picks, like when they were picking Grant Delpit, then they'd be a better, actual better football team. But their running back room is making up for those weaknesses. And that's where the Steelers need for that help as they try to figure out what they're doing with the passing game. You got it, brother. Yeah. We had to get that off our <laughs> chest right there. Ah. Yeah, that's what we do here on the Lolly Carter Podcast. Dale, thanks as always. It's always fun talking with you. We'll be back this weekend talking about the NFL draft on DK Sports Radio. Don't forget you can subscribe to us. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. We're on Amazon. We're anywhere podcasts are hosted. Leave us a five-star view with a positive comment. Thanks so much. Be back in your ears this weekend talking about the draft.